boys uh rivalry weekend is over it was a good one for me at least sec i guess um but yeah we can jump into the uh the south Carolina versus clemson game sam i want to hear what you have to say very disappointing (laughs) (laughs) um no i mean I don't really know what to say. I I can't like two weeks ago I picked Louisville to beat us. So like I mean let's not let's not act like I was completely unaware that this was possible. But I will say Fair. that we did all the same things that we did the last two games to get DJ back going. We tried to do all the same stuff. There were plays to be made. We just didn't make them whether it was DJ or the receivers or, you know, whatever the case was, fumbles on special teams. I mean, we just didn't play well enough to win. So it sucks, but like I said, can't say I didn't see it coming. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty fair. I mean, you know, y'all, y'all go up. Well, first of all, on y'all's first possession, Darius Russ drops an almost sure pick six. Right, and then we get the ball back, and throw and and instantly throw a pick six. So right there, you're like, oh god, this is how this game's about to go. And then y'all get up fourteen nothing, and our offense wasn't doing anything. So it was like, okay, here we go, thirty another thirty nothing ball game. And then just kind of fought back. The defense played really well with Clemson's offense not playing their best game, obviously. So it was kind of a a perfect storm for South Carolina and Spencer rather played really well. I mean, obviously he had that he had a pick six and then threw a pick in the end zone on two really, really bad throws where it's almost like he didn't see the guy that was undercutting both of those routes somehow. Um but I thought he played well overall. Um made some good throws, made a really good throw on a on a fourth fourth and one to Juju McDowell down the field. That 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 play took some balls to call. And if it doesn't go right, I mean I guess Sat's already out of town, but if that play doesn't go right then Sad's definitely getting run out of town. Um, but you know, they're just just some just made enough plays to to finally win the game and uh and snap the losing streak one from this the losing streak for us versus Clemson, which was seven games, and then also snap Clemson's forty game home winning streak and it's like I forget what the number was, but y'all had some ridiculous record when going into the fourth quarter while with the lead, and that was – or maybe not. Maybe it was. Yeah, it was like 162 and two or something like that. Yeah, something like that. But I don't know, just the, just South Carolina made 
made the plays and and Clemson didn't make the plays that night. You know, I mean, you got Nate Atkins, who has pretty much just played O line for you all year. I mean, obviously he's a tight end, but he he doesn't do much in the passing game. He goes up and makes one of the craziest catches I've seen this year. Um, and it's just stuff like that, just plays being made in the very in in the best points where plays need to be made, especially that fumble Antonio Williams did in the game right there. It was like y'all were about to have good field position. All you needed was a was a field goal, and then that happens, and it just kind of I don't know. Everything just sort of just the ball was just bouncing South Carolina's way for most of the game. I haven't even let myself think about the the final drive starting from like the forty five yard line. Yeah, because we only we only had one possession start at midfield or better. We were in yeah. was like seven, and we scored on that drive. Yeah, dude. The first three drives of the game and the last two drives of the game, we were inside the ten on all five of them. The freaking the first three and the last two. I mean, Ty just Kroger. The dude was just absolute nails. unsung unsung hero of the game. Him and that Nate Atkins were the unsung un, unsung heroes. Because I mean, Kai put. I think three punts within the five, five punts within the ten. It went crazy. It went crazy. I mean, you win, you win the that that kind of just shows you how important, um, you know, field position, especially is. against a team like like Clemson. Though, right now, there's no explosiveness. The offense, we have nobody that can take the top off. And even if we did, even when we do have those plays schemed up, we can't we can't put a pass on them. So yeah, yeah. I don't really like. I don't know. DJ also like was just throwing ducks and like throwing balls where it's like, who are you even throwing to? And he didn't even get hit some of the times. It was just, it was kind of. It reminded me of DJ last year. Yeah, I mean, it looked like him last year. Yeah, in two games against Shaw, he's got like a hundred and seventy something yards passing. Yeah, he hasn't One broken down two. He picks. hadn't broken a hundred yards on us. He had 99 That's yards pathetic. both games. Exactly 99 eight, yards eight both for 29, games. bro. Eight for 29. Yeah. That's yeah. Cr- That's awful. And, I mean, you know, I'm sure Clemson fans are upset about the lack of running the ball, but when the other team is showing you all, like, showing you a bunch of guys in the box, it's just, like, natural play calling to not run the ball into the teeth of the defense, even though it probably could have worked for y'all. But it's just sort well, of that was, and that was the thing. It's like you look at you look at that, and it's like, okay, well, we've been running into a stack box at times in the game, and I mean, you still get a couple. Like, yeah, I have that written down. I have that written down. Call and say, okay, well, I mean, you can nitpick every single one and say, okay, well, they've got seven right here, but we would have gained five. That's not how you think. Yeah, like it doesn't I, I make sense. It's an RPO offense. That's the whole point. I've the play goes where the numbers too, are. It's just like um, Clemson got some tough running backs. No matter who was back there, like even if they got hit at the line, they're still getting you know three, four, five yards. Oh yeah. So we just need somebody fast. Oh my god, we need somebody fast. Yeah. That's the thing, dude. Looking back at how good we were, a lot of it was because of ETN. Yeah, like, he was he just was five. badass. That we Trevor Lawrence. I mean. If he wanted to throw, it was always open. Yeah. Because they're worried about the running back. Yeah. Um, I missed that shit. 
I'm just looking at my notes. Well, yeah, you know, Clemson didn't deserve to win the game, and they didn't. So, yeah, and yeah, y'all tried y'all tried to pick on Marcellus Dial, who has gotten a lot more playtime over the past couple weeks because Cam Smith moved into nickel to guard the last two teams' best receiver. Y'all threw at him like eleven times, I think, in the game. Uh, only completed one of them, which was, I think, I believe it was that touchdown to um to what's his face, Antonio Williams. There was a little miscommunication on the back end with the safety corner and the nickel, and he just kind of. Yep. I think I think they were supposed to switch when they when the receivers crossed, but no one switched, and so he just kind of ran free. Um, but other than that, the dude had a great game. Had a pick and and just was was covering it up, you know. So I don't know. I mean, defense played. I mean, you give up thirty points, you can't say the defense played great. But I thought the defense played really well with with what you have. Well, the defense is only responsible for twenty one. That's true. That is true. That's the other thing, dude. You you put up nine points just on defense, and you lose by one. That's that's pitiful. <laughs> Pitiful, but yeah. whatever. But yeah, I mean, we couldn't even we couldn't run the ball at all, and still somehow Spencer Rattler had it. It was just big plays. When y'all had to have a play, somebody went and made one for twenty five, thirty yards, a touchdown. Exactly. Yep. You needed it. Y'all made a play every time. And we did for the beginning of the game. Yeah. First quarter and a half, we made plays when we had to have them. And then we stopped, and y'all didn't. So, it's like when we stopped, y'all started. Honestly, yeah. So, we got we got our ass kicked two and a half quarters, honest to God. Because yeah. the safety was a – I mean, that was a freebie. Yeah, because, I mean, like like I said, dude, when we got down 14 nothing, it was like – I mean, we're – South Carolina hasn't like come back from behind. I guess I mean like Georgia State wasn't was leading for like a second and like stuff like that. But I haven't haven't hasn't really come from behind like that because uh, they're not really built like that. But now with this new quarterback we have, this new version cool. of Spencer Rattler, you he's still going to do Rattler stuff a couple times a game. Yeah, yeah, and he did. You know, he's but not he's going to throw a couple. Dimes. Yeah, he's never gonna have another Tennessee game. That was just something else. But he played he well careered enough. it. Yeah. Played well enough, got the win, and now he'll always be a Gamecock legend. Yeah. You know, a Gamecock legend. It's, it's hard. It's hard to go in to Death Valley and, and win a game. And um, especially when they're, you know, your biggest rival. So it's cool. It's cool. You get eight wins in year two. You got hopefully a pretty good bowl coming up. Um, things are looking good. But now I have to pull for y'all in the bowl game. You got to throttle somebody, so it's not just us in Tennessee, dude. It just it can't be a fluke. You know what I mean? It just it depends so much on who all like if people are going to the draft and decide to opt out and like I mean Spencer Rattler could may not be our quarterback for the ball game. You know, Jaheim Bell might not be there. Cam Smith might not be there. A bunch Juice Wells could could even I mean John Joyner starting the ball game at quarterback again. He might be because Luke Doty's hit four games and they kind of want to preserve his red shirt. So might be or or one of the young guns, but 
I don't know. We'll see. I mean, that's that's I guess for down the road. I don't even know what bowl we're gonna be in yet. But anyways, yeah. I guess going to the Georgia game. I mean, yeah. I was just saying, I mean, got, what got the win first here? first time in eight years, so we can move over to Georgia, Georgia Tech. Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Kind of what I expect. Actually, better than what I expected. I was on it out hot. Yeah, uh, got the ball to begin with, and uh, come to find out, Chip Long was not calling plays. It was Chris Winky. Um, so uh, that's kind of interesting. Apparently, he called the games or called plays in the UNC game as well. Um, first drive, took the ball right down the field. Uh, had a fourth and nine. Um, from about the 40, Nate McCollum beat his man, which was Javon Bullard. And uh, Zach Gibson put a nice ball. And then we took him out, put Tyson in, and he ran a read option, took it right in the end zone. It was, kind of, it was the first uh, first quarter touchdown Georgia's given up all year, um, which is kind of wild in itself. Uh, one, for the fact that that's the first one they've given up all year, and two, for the fact that it was us that did it. But um, then they come out, you get a stop, force in the punt, and you're driving the ball right back down the field again. You're about to cross midfield. Um, you hit a tight end seam up the middle, which he probably could have gotten it inside the red zone, um, if not taking it to the house. And Dylan Leonard just drops the ball. Um, then you're forced to punt. And Georgia goes and gets points, and it's it's seven three. So it kind of just took the wind out of your sails a little bit. If you if you're driving the ball and you go up fourteen nothing in the first quarter, um, I mean I'm not saying you win the game, but it's it really takes a lot of that momentum that whatever little momentum you can create um, takes it out of you. So they go get three points, um, and then you just continue to just do stupid shit. Uh, obviously Georgia beat us, but we certainly didn't help ourselves. Miscue on a punt right before the half couldn't get the punt off um then uh you on a one punt you do get off it should have easily been down at the one and Kenyatta tries to dive and stop the ball and he just carries the ball in the end zone with him and they get the ball in the 20 uh so those little things add up in the first half but going in the half 10-7 really wasn't that bad uh yeah Stetson, Stetson was um ineffective to say the least um and really i mean you just you kept them from running the ball down your throat you had you gave up a big player too and then you get a stop and forced them to punt and um i felt like georgia was kind of making it hard on themselves a little bit but i was um pleasantly surprised at our ability to cover the tight end uh didn't really let um brock bowers go crazy but uh, at the same time, I mean, um, he, he had five catches for 20 yards, uh, which is pretty damn good in the game. Darnell had one for 11 yards. Um, their leading receiver was their running back, uh, Kenny McIntosh, which had 96 of their total, let's see, uh, 143 yards passing. So on two eight- receptions. 96 of the yards on two receptions, yeah. Oh, crazy. So, oh, because yeah. he had 83. Um, 
well. So if you look or if you watch the play, which one of, that's one of the things I wanted to point out, which is it's good and bad, but we run a zone blitz and that, and obviously Stetson's smart enough to pick that up and realizes he has Kenny McIntosh on a defensive end. Um, and Keon recognizes it just late enough to where when he turns and that ball is put right over him, it's just out of reach. But what's like kind of freakishly athletic is to watch Kenny McIntosh and Keon White run stride for stride down the field. Uh, Keon White is um, easily 280 pounds, I believe, uh, and is just absolutely running with him. So it was kind of one of those things where it's like, damn, that that was a shitty – I mean, he's put in a shitty situation, right? Like defensive end covering a running back. But Yeah, that's tough. It, it's – it was it was impressive to see a guy that's six five yeah. two eighty six run with the starting running back. Um, yeah, that kind of that reminds me of the uh, the long run that Shipley broke. I think it was it was pretty early in the game. I think, um, but yeah, talking talking anybody, he didn't run him down or anything. The other like uh, Darius Rush ran him down, but talking anyway was freaking hauling ass behind him. Yeah, he he stayed he stayed within like about five or six yards of him the whole time and. I don't know. You love to see big boys just getting after it out there. Yeah, that's. I mean, it just goes to show you kind of the athleticism the dude has, and he'll he'll get drafted. So that was kind of one of those things where you can see that athleticism that people talk about. But anyways, gave up a big play. I think it was 83 yards. Uh, ended up tackling him, and then they scored. But uh, I'd say honestly, the most impressive player from the game was Clayton Powell Lee, um, the freshman that continues to just really shock everybody. He kind of came in with um, a four-star defensive lineman from, from Westlake in Atlanta. And everybody thought, oh, we're bringing his friend in here uh, to kind of get the four-star in here. And Clayton is actually a uh, legacy kid. His dad played football at Tech. And the kid has played, stepped in since Jalen King went down. And he was on Brock, ba- Brock Bowers a lot. He found himself in single coverage. Um, there was one play where Stetson threw it up to him in the end zone and, and Clayton was right there and, and um played it perfectly so it was kind of impressive to see you got hurt at the end of the game but um that was kind of one of those things that you, you can get excited about I didn't really feel like um there was ever a time where Georgia just completely out outmanned us or out physical us which is something that we've seen the past couple of years where you just don't even look like you're a team worth being on the same field um we ran the ball really effectively it was some really good play calling but um I mean, also, offensive line held their own against the best defensive line or, or front seven, at least, that we've seen all year, um, which was kind of encouraging to see because Brent Key preaches we're going to play tough physical football. Um, and I don't think we had the offense to, to match some of the output that you're going to go against. But if you can go out there and play tough, I mean, you can play a respectable, respectable football game. And that's kind of what I was looking for. Um, but yeah, to, to keep Stetson, I think he had 26 yards passing in the first half. Um, it, it, I don't think they had a receiver, like an actual wide receiver. Um, let's see, Marcus Roseme, he had the touchdown on a one catch on five yards. Um, but other than that, it was tight ends and running backs. So I don't even know who this Mecky Muse, who are you? Yeah, he's a uh, 
I don't, I don't know. He was it was in the fourth quarter. Oh, he's he a kidding. young, young receiver. I guess they don't even know him, bro. He don't even exist. Yeah. yeah so and... I guess with his, they had three receptions from um, receivers. wide receivers. Yeah. Um. So, and I mean, it's not like Georgia wasn't trying to throw the ball. They came out trying to throw the ball. Um, Stetson threw behind somebody. Coverage was good. Um, was really making scram- uh, Stetson bail early and get out of the pocket. So, I mean, I don't know uh, how in-depth y'all want to get into what's going on with us or just, you know, if you just want me to talk about this game. But there's there's certainly some interesting things that can go down um, and and things we can build upon after that game. You yeah, know, I think – I mean, Brett. I think the big picture of it is – you're going up against the best team in the nation with a patchwork at QB, which is the most important position on the field. And you're already out-talented by Georgia, which, I mean, every team in the nation is out-talented by Georgia. But it's just, I mean, it's not a recipe for great things. But, I mean, 37-14 seems like a really, like, really big deficit. But, I don't know, going into the half 10-7, to shows some yeah. fight in these boys. And then – I mean, you got them down to the goal line, um, and well, they come out in the half and they kick a field goal, right? They got to settle for three. They make it thirteen to seven, and you're like, "Hey, we're still in this ball game." Um, and that was after the miscues in the first half, and then in the second half, they you don't get the punt off. They take it down to the goal line, and you stop them on three straight plays. And I went back and looked at it, and it was close if he was in on third down, but Georgia got up there to run a quick play and. They threw it to Brock, and he short-armed it, and the ball hits the ground. He traps it, and it's like clear as day. He used the ground to trap the ball to make the catch, which I get it can touch the ground, but you can't. it can't aid the catch, and they call it a touchdown anyway. So it's, once they get, you know, up 20 to 7 right there, you kind of feel like, okay, well, you know, you're out of this game, and it was due to some, some miscues, and then you turn around and you fumble the ball and give them the ball back on their 40 or your 40. So um, you really just didn't help yourself out and against Georgia. I mean, those little miscues add up quicker than playing someone that's, you know, a Virginia Tech or something. Right, like. right. So so you just can't have that. But um, I was definitely encouraged to see the game plan that we had. I think a lot of that was coaching. Um, if you read about it, there's a lot of people that, have, especially on Georgia staff, have said that was the best game plan um, against us that we faced this year. Um, so, I don't know. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, um, I guess we can hop on over to next week, champion conference championship week. Um, only obviously, only two of our teams are in a conference championship. So, I guess we can, and they're both. Uh, Neither of them have their cameras on, so I don't know if they're even here to talk about their game. I mean, I, we can also talk about Brent and kind of the things that are going down. Yeah, we right can talk now. about that. And we can, we can, can talk about talk about your offensive coordinator position. Yeah. So we can talk about it. We can talk about it. Georgia Tech finally gets their heads on straight and hires Brent Key full time as uh, removing the interim head coach title. Um, yeah. So I think, uh, that's I think good. I, yeah, I think a lot of it had to do with – like, I think Brent was always a serious candidate, but a lot of it had to do with, like, Jay Bats coming in. He's one of the, like, 
he can't just take the easy way out, right? Like you got to go do your due diligence and, and interview guys. Um, right. ESPN reports that we interviewed 10 to 12. I mean, that may be accurate. Um, do I think we offered a guy like Willie Fritz? I mean, I think it's very plausible that Jay Batts, he's a guy that can coach and has done well at a place that's similar to tech, just on a much smaller scale and at Tulane and, uh, and, and he's done well. I mean, he still has a losing record there, but if you look at what he's done there, what he's had, it's pretty good, but um, you know, they're coaching a conference championship. And if he expressed that it was something he wanted to coach, then you're like, Hey, you know, we need somebody here now. We need to get the ball rolling for the portal, you know, early signing day, all that kind of shit. So um, I kind of give him a little bit of props there for not, letting that shit go down because there's not a program that's serious about football that would allow that to go down. Um, and I think to go back to Brent and have the, you know, to be able to swallow that pride a little bit and say, you know what, like I, I was interviewing other guys, couldn't make a deal. Um, I think a lot of these guys we were interviewing, the money is just, you know, we got, we're going to have to buy someone out. We can't guarantee a lot of this money in these contracts. And that's a little bit of a jump for coaches to make but I applaud him for not putting us in a situation to where we're like we had with Jeff, where we're seven years, a lot of guaranteed money. If you don't make it very long, you got to buy them out. We're just not in a yeah. position to sit there and do that again. Yeah. So um, Brent gets a five-year deal. The terms are not clear, but I'm sure we got a, a pretty good discount because this is a job he's wanting and Brent's got a plan and he's, his plan is to, you know, overhaul the staff. Uh, we lost or we let go our offensive coordinator, Chip Long, let go of the strength staff, which really makes sense. I haven't really been much impressed. The guys, like, they look top-heavy. They don't look like they have much of a base to them. Like, I don't know. It's just – look, we, we look soft. I don't – it's it's just not been something where you're like, damn, that's a physical team. Um, and I think strength and conditioning more than ever is such a, a key component to it. Like, if yeah, you look at – I agree. If you look at Alabama, you know, a lot of people say Scott Strickland being gone is a, a big difference maker for them in the way they play. Um, so I think that's a key piece. And I think we'll see more on the defensive side of the ball, kind of who's staying, who's going. But I, I wouldn't be opposed to keeping Thacker with the get two two back to back games he's coached this past year, this past to end the year. And then, you know, really once Jeff left, he kind of had full range. We put good game plans together other than the, Miami game, um, it'll be tough to replace, you know, your two linebackers who absolutely got snubbed in the season awards. But, you know, the two only two linebacker duos in the country to have 100-plus tackles each. Um, but it'll, t- it'll be tough to replace that. But other than that, I mean, I think, you know, David Turner at defensive line, Larry Knight is worth keeping. Tavares Tillman obviously did a really good job with the coverage, turning it around compared to last year. Um so I'll be interested to see what happens defensively. But uh, I think Brent has a plan, and I'm pretty satisfied with with how it went down because I feel like at a minimum he's kind of a six-win guy, um, five-win, six-win, you know, if things go south. I think next year with the, if you keep the core talent there, you get some of these guys to stay that sounds like they are, um, you can win seven games. Looking at the schedule, the, the wins are there. I'm not saying that's the expectation, but it, it can happen. Right. Um. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I'm excited about it. I think it was a solid move, and I think we we handled it just in time. I didn't think you'd want to drag it out too much longer. Yeah. Because uh, there were reports and rumors about, like, 30-plus players potentially hitting the portal if they don't hire him or if we sit around and wait. And that's not – like, 
Uh, you're going to get a lot of transfers, but that's very abnormal to try to replace 30-something guys, especially well, yeah. a lot of I mean, core pieces. So, yeah, yep. you don't want to lose all those players, but you don't also don't want to, you know, flat foot your way into Brent Key going some, you know, just kind of getting tired of it and going somewhere else. So I think you make yeah, the right. make the move at the right time. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like it's uh, we'll, we'll at least not have to deal with the bullshit of Jeff. And I feel like you know, let alone what he's done in eight games, um, not really having what he needs to win and to win to go four and four. You know, I. Yeah, you could criticize him for the two games he did drop against Miami and Virginia. Should have never happened. But you're also dealing with the worst of the worst at quarterback position um, in both games. So, you know, yep. it goes it goes both ways. But yep. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. At least we know what direction we're going to go, and we can look forward to some of these staff hires. So Yeah. Brings a little bit of excitement to the offseason. Yeah. That's why I'm excited about new offensive coordinator. One, because – I think everybody's kind of tired of Satterfield. He had two great games. He did. I'll give him that, which is why I think it's a, I think it's kind of the best of both worlds because he goes out on a high note, you know, beating Tennessee, beating Clemson, gets a new job at, you know, Nebraska, good place or whatever. And we get some new blood in Columbia. So it's like, I think the fans hatred of him kind of doled down after those two games, but it was still just kind of time to move on. Um, as for names of who those is going to be, I have no idea. There's actually – I just looked on Twitter during this recording, and there's some um, some rumors about Dan Mullen potentially, which I have no idea how I feel about that. Um, I would love a guy like Kendall Bryles. Garrett Riley is obviously probably on the top of a lot of people's list who's looking for OCs, so that's a incredible, incredibly long shot. Um, you know, Brennan Marion, passing coordinator at Texas. There's there's a bunch of names that you could go through, but it's almost pointless at this time because, I mean, none of them have any heat behind it. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Like, I didn't like the name float around when people were just throwing out names for our potential coach candidates, but Dan Mullen, like, for offensive coordinator – Sign me up because yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, if you're not relying on dude to run the program, you're not relying on dude to be the responsible for the recruiting aspect of it. Offensively, dude can coach. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think you could do a lot worse. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I do oh, think yeah. it's. I do think it's an upgrade. So you could do a lot worse. People are gonna give you the same thing. But, I mean, like, it's, it's passed over when a guy like Muschamp is given a job, defensive coordinator at Georgia, right? But, like, if, if Mullen is hired, people are going to be like, oh, my God, look what he did at Florida. Like, he ran blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, you're, you're comparing apples to oranges when you're talking about running a program versus, you know, utilizing your biggest strengths and, and coaching one side of the ball. Right. So. But, yeah, I mean, if it's Dan Mullen, if it's, you know, whoever the hell it is, I don't really care. I mean, I do care, obviously, but it's not like I have any say in the choice anyway. So whoever it is, I just hope we get a better offense than than uh, we had this year. But I don't know. We'll see. It brings it brings some excitement, you know. And with the transfer portal, when is it? When is it open? Like the fifth, December fifth, or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but I tomorrow, fifth. No, yeah. no. It, oh. I thought it was December. Nope. So you, you kind of need to get a guy in yeah. for more reasons than that, but you need to get a guy locked in pretty quickly. 
Um, and obviously, you know, Dan Mullen's not doing anything right now. So that, that could be some, some reason for that, but I don't know. We'll see. It'll play out. Um, I don't know, but I guess we can move into the conference championship games. Um, Sam, what you got in the, we can't beat South Carolina this year bowl. Thanks. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously both of us have lost a couple of games in November that probably don't sit too well with you. Um, but, I mean, this is the, the best of the rest bowl, kind of. Um, obviously, North Carolina's offense looked like super the first 10 games of the year. Drake May was going crazy. Last two weeks, haven't done anything. Um, offensively speaking. Defensively, they've been pretty bad all year. So, it's just a matter of how much DJ gives you, honestly. He gives you nothing again, you probably lose. He gives you a little bit. Maybe. If he has a good game, you win. What's the, what's the holdup with just, like, not wanting to play Cade Klubnik? I think he, I think Like, I get that, that he's good. probably not ready. But I mean, he's more ready than what DJ at least last. DJ had a good year. I don't want to. I don't want to shit on him that bad. But yeah, like in total, it's been it's been a bounce back season for Honestly. DJ statistically. Yeah, I'm looking at his 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 stat line right now, and it's really not bad. No, I mean he's well, twenty five hundred yards, completion percentage is up eight points. Yeah. Yeah, he's doubled he's his touchdown. A little Rushing bit. production has doubled. His yep. interceptions are probably going to end up being lower. God, dude, that just shows how bad category. he was last year. <laughs> right, right. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Clemson wins this game. The defense is going to – I mean, North Carolina will get some points probably, but it's not going to take much, I don't think, for Clemson to win. I don't know. I'm I'm just I just hope that we show up wanting to play. Yeah, not that UNC UNC is a good team, but also I mean Clemson's gonna have. You would think they would have some fire under their I ass. I mean, I mean, let's talk about how bad their defense is. Like, they're they're bad. <laughs> they're real yeah, bad. Yeah, but DJ DJ kind of offsets their bad with our bad. Dude, have you seen what we've run out in quarterback the past two weeks? The past four games. I'm telling you the the difference when when y'all's quarterbacks are playing well, the difference between them and DJ is not that much, and DJ is probably worse. I feel like DJ's more is is that gets some ceiling. It's I I, I feel I, like I feel like him and him and Zach Gibson. I feel like more that's like than they are. I don't know. That might be going okay. than arm okay. talent. What's the difference right. between him and Zach Gibson? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. All right, let's put it like this. Would you rather have Tyson Pumachon back or would you rather have DJ out there? I don't know. Tyson might have improved. <laughs> Y'all haven't He's, let him throw the ball either. Let's there's a reason. That. There's a reason. We let him throw the ball like three times in the North Carolina game. One of them, Y'all let him be team. the human battering ram position. <laughs> Against North Carolina, his position the wrong is crashed as dummy. That's his position. Hey, it works. It works. Sometimes. That boy trying to earn his right, scholarship. Maybe y'all should up. try that. Maybe y'all should try that with DJ. We we do. 
we run this big ass quite a bit. But anyway, Divinity, y'all play a game this weekend. We do. We do. I mean, Real you nice. Want me, you is that you put me on right there? That was that was, that was the lead in. And then right, he said, "Yep, um, we sure do have a game." <laughs> yeah, I've got the T Grays coming to ATL this weekend. Um, I mean, after watching them lose to Poo Poo A and M, how do you do that? <laughs> how do you do that? I don't know. This team's been all over the place. I mean, they, they go, really have. They destroy Ole Miss. They beat Bama in overtime. They get throttled by Tennessee, and then they lose to the, the worst, worst team in the SEC. Yeah, I mean, Missouri could probably beat A and M. So I don't. I, I expect them putting up a fight, but I mean, it could get. It's going to be like a. Uh, a swap of how it went in 2019, where they absolutely beat our ass. Uh, I mean, you can with Joe Burrow. You so. can never compare any LSU team to that 2019 team, or any team in general. No, but I this is a game I could see. I don't know. I was sort of being was close this year. I I could see this is a game that is sort of close through the first half because I mean. Their quarterback, whatever, Jaden Daniels is is good and he runs the ball a lot. And, and I think, you know, maybe that causes problems early, but Georgia's defense always adjusts to stuff like that. So I think second half is where the is where the spread of 17 and a half points comes into play. Jaden Daniels yeah. was also in a walking boot like four days ago. For real? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. He, he ain't running live reps this week. Yeah, he's um yeah, dogs by hundred. He's he's done in rings. Um, he's our old he's our entire team. Yeah, he's the only reason they put up points. If he can't get out of the pocket, because you know his ass gonna have to get out of the pocket. He's dead. Mm. Yeah. He's gonna die. Um, but yeah, so I mean I didn't uh I mean there's that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really had time to there's not much and, to it. Yeah, well, I mean, all right, that preview is done. <laughs> they're uh, they're scheming yet, so um, we'll see. I think I think their scheme is just snap the ball to Jane Daniels and see what he does with it. Yeah, Jake Jacob is uh, changing his score prediction in a quick hurry. I don't know. I could uh, I could see something. Um, well, I'm low key. I'm, I'm kind of hoping on the offensive side of the ball for us that we don't. Because like the last like three or f- three or four weeks, we've kind of been really conservative on offense, and um, I kind of like it because you're kind of yeah, beating Mississippi hiding. State forty-five to nineteen is pretty conservative. Well, we were just running, <laughs> just playing you know, everything that we were doing was working. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean, like you're yeah, yeah, no, I know what you your mean. Bag, your bag of tricks are still in the back, you know, or you know, um, yeah. Bag of tricks. As long as you've got the bag in the bag, (laughs) you're all good. Your tricks are still in the bag. bag Hey, no chance of those tricks getting out if you double bag. You know that's right. That's right. Got to double bag it. Um, (laughs) I haven't really watched much LSU. Is there? I'm. I'm assuming their defense just kind of like mid. Just their defense had a point in the middle of the year where they were going stupid every week. (laughs) 
they got this uh, uh, in this game. You'll have the two best uh, true freshmen in the country playing against each other. Uh, yeah, oh, their linebacker Perkins, here, Perkins, Harold, yeah, yeah, Harold and good. Malachi. Um, they're both animals. They have Harold and uh, Ojolari on the edge. So yeah, um, he's the one that uh, tried to kill somebody at the beginning of the year, wasn't it against FSU? And uh, got thrown out of the game, or was that Perkins? That sounds like the brother of a Georgia player, if I've ever heard it, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, the targeting it was like the most obvious mm. target. They went to review, and they're like, it was like two seconds. They're like, yep, oh, yep, yep, he's gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah now, now I see that play in my head. Oh my god, yeah, I remember that. I think it was, I think it was on Jordan Travis. Oh my, yes, it turned on a light bulb for that kid. Then (laughs) I forgot all about that. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, hey, I'm about to target the hell out of this guy right here. (laughs) If y'all want to see textbook targeting, uh, watch this one. Mm. I mean, I I don't even think the kid after the play looked around like, are you shitting me? I think he's probably like, yeah, he's like, yeah. I knew Whoops. I did that. It was either Ojolari or it was Harold Perkins. I can't remember which one. It was one of their better defenses. It wasn't. But... I don't think it was Perkins. I don't know. I think... You got you to have some dogs like that on defense. I so. think, yeah, I, I think you got to sign one of those guys up and try to get a hit like that on Stetson. I mean, I just think that's what you got to do without the targeting, you know. Right, of course. Because that's, that's what's crazy. If Stetson, you can't get – like you, it's, it's hard to get to him. It's either – you can so just just you, target him. It's it's either you can press the pocket and like he just goes down, but like he don't ever stand in there and just take shots. Like he's either he's either dipping and always picking up positive yardage, or he's getting the ball out just in time. The only shot I've the biggest shot I've seen him take all year was first first game of the year against Oregon. Where he threw a a, a deep ball and took it from um, number. Uh, Number one, Justin Flow. Yeah, I think it was Flow. Flow zero, I think. Flow's ten. Oh, ten. Duel is one. Maybe Flow is. We are good at this. We are good at this. <laughs> yeah. Know a lot about Oregon. Oh Lord, that's yeah. I showed you how much we watch Oregon, but you know, I mean. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's not much. Not, yeah, not much, not else, much to else, say. else to say. We'll just we'll see how it goes. I got. I'm frustrated. With the Ray Guy Award, for anybody that doesn't know, it's the best punter in the nation or the award for the best punter of the year. Mm-hmm. Kyle not even being top shit. three is unreal. Not even being in the top. There's not three punters better than Kyle Kroger, and I'll put that on my entire <laughs> life savings. Have you seen our punter? Just saying. He, uh, he doesn't even catch the snap half the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. In that game, though, Sid, that snap was – Poopy. He did it, it two times bad, in a row. It was bad, but it didn't hit the ground. If it doesn't hit the ground, no excuses, bro. It looked like it hit the ground. It didn't hit the ground. It hit him right in, like, at the ankles. And dude is so scared of getting punts blocked. Obviously, he's probably fucking gunshot, right, after after the year of getting all the punts. Probably. But he tries to get it off as quick as possible, and he just fumbled it around. Also uh, – Speaking of, of special teams, Sam, I didn't ask you this when we were breaking down the game, but do you, I feel like that little, you know, the little Giants kickoff return play was an, so attempt, was an attempt to kind of go at the whole Beamer ball thing. And obviously it backfired heavily, but 
I don't know. I, 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 I mean, yeah, that. when you're running back, I can just see let's the go with the ball. Media. I can see the social media posts if y'all, like, scored on that or something. It'd be like Sweeney ball or something like that. Or... Sweeney ball. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but I don't know. I thought that was funny. Um, well, I must have missed that one. Can you give me some context there? Uh, it was a kickoff return. Will Shipley caught it. Like, you didn't see where they all huddled up on the, the kickoff line? Return? Yeah, they all huddled up, and he handed the ball off to Mafa, wasn't it? Yeah. To Mafa. And it was – I mean, they it was a solid play, honestly. They gained some yards, but the kicker wrapped up Mafa around the legs, and he just kind of threw the ball to our guy. Hell, yeah. Dabo's getting it back even, in it. Didn't get Dabo's knocked out or anything. His, he just, his, he just uh, tossed it. Antonio's was the same way. He just, like, went to tuck it, and it comes flying outside. Nate, Nate yeah, Atkins that was weird. It. Nate Atkins punched that one. Did he get it from behind? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, didn't, okay. he didn't double bag the tricks, dude. Yeah, he let yeah. him out. That, see, Dabo, he, he, Dabo single, <laughs> he single bagged the tricks. He's trick, a single man. bagger. He's a single bagger. <laughs> hey, Dabo, Dabo's back to his – he's back in his, his single bag of tricks on the special teams. I remember when he first took over, he uh, quick kicked with – Five offensive linemen, a tight end, and nobody else on the field. I mean, like, just skills, guys, to the best punt return in the country. He took it back to the house. It was like, bro. Like, Dude, also – This shit's this shit's just – There's just so fucking so, play football. There's so much more coming in my head. But that that punt that DJ had, I, first of all, I haven't, I haven't seen that in a long Dude, time. But he booted I'm sure he was meant – I'm sure he was meant to, like, TV kick it to, like, doesn't a 15-yard line. It was <laughs> – Listen, the TV view doesn't do it just – it was up there on a perfect spiral. That's what's so amazing. It didn't turn over, but it went up on a perfect spiral and just came straight down. It sounded was, like a fucking – it sounded like you somebody set ten right off. I thought I y'all mean, it was shot like a y'all small explosion y'all, in there. I thought y'all shot y'all's damn touchdown cannon off. That's what it sounded like. Yeah, like that, but a little bit like, – like if somebody did it on accident, that's what it would sound like. <laughs> Hey, so well, we know what he's actually just a little practicing bit. all week. <laughs> yeah, my boy like, was practicing. Like, like, <laughs> like that. That's weird. He drops the ball and he like does this like little quick unathletic kick, and it just explodes off his foot. Dude, well, he's I, kicking it with a fucking tree trunk. I mean, I don't know why. Is. I don't know why teams. I think you might have a future more. there in the NFL. I don't know why teams don't do that more because we even saw in the USC game. If he, if you can do it right, it's very effective. Yeah, but if yeah. you do it wrong, like Kyle Parker did that one year, where he kicked <laughs> it right to the best part during the country, yeah. it's a touchdown because you've got offensive linemen, a tight Dude, end. Like, we don't have to talk about this. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm going saying, through enough. Watching watching that, it reminds me that but DJ, but DJ did it right because he just fucking kicked it out of the stadium. So I mean, not not they like, to, yeah, they they listen. It would have gone over the scoreboard. Dude, it was higher than the universe. I was like wondering, did he possibly pop the ball? Like, I was like, is that <laughs> thing going to come? Like, is it going to come down flat? Like, like you know how every now and then, like you'll you'll hear like helmets hit like and connect. Yeah, and it's like that loud like clanging noise. That's what it sounded like coming off his foot. <laughs> and obviously Dude. during a punt, it's quiet. Like nobody's screaming before the snap. Like it's fairly quiet. Hey, Just boom. All I'm saying is we've seen Georgia turn a five-star quarterback into a punter. There's no reason why y'all can't. Absolutely I think, no I think I think I'm ready for it. Yeah, facts. If you just get DJ in the middle of the field and say, kick it as hard and as far as you can, 
and we'll live with it. <laughs> and he's out there just dotting up the the pylon. As high as he kicked that, there's not going to be any chance of a return all year. No, you, you're going to be no. you're going to be fair catching everything. Yeah. Oh my god! You don't um, have to think about this, DJ. Just just kick ball, see ball, kick ball. Yeah, yeah. He, he gonna, would he would somehow he'd probably be good ball. at that. He'd be like, "This is my only job. I got to drop it right here. I got to kick it." No, he'd still find a way to overthrow it somehow. That's the <laughs> he could he could be an he could be an asset though with an arm like that. He could just he could throw it to the punt returner. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> <laughs> on a fake punt. Overthrows the. No, line I mean, on a fourth guy. down. Listen, here's the thing: on a fourth down, what's the difference statistically in an interception to their safety or a punt to their punt returner? And he just throws it all the way up. There. He just it's a pass. <laughs> just tons of arm punts. Tons of them. Have we have? Has anybody thought about this? Well, all, all he has to do is drop it, and then you get because if it's a pass, then it's just an incomplete pass. Oh, you're right. They down. Don't have yeah. it okay. That's why they don't do that. Then. Anyways, we can, move into, we can move into we can move into the picks. Um, we had a really well. Y'all had a really bad week picking. Shut up. <laughs> I, I think this might be the worst week ever. And the fact that we did it together. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> y'all went down together at least. God I would almighty. say y'all did better than Connor, but that's not the case. Connor didn't pick and didn't lose any ground on me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never gone over before, and now I'm losing. Who did? Who did last year? Didn't somebody do it last year or the, the first year we did? It was me. I think it was me. Oh, oh so Sam's it was got enough for me back. to take the lead, baby. Going into the last couple yep. of weeks. Well, here we go. Conference championships. Let's go. Uh, um, first one Friday night. Utah and USC. USC is a three-point favorite. As long as they got Caleb Williams, they're probably going to win. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that, I'm taking USC. Man, I, I think you – as much as I want to take Utah – I think it's Take hard. It. I think it's going to be hard for Utah to beat Southern Cal twice, right? Especially with Caleb Williams being so hot. So I'm I'm going Southern Cal. Oh, sweet. Is uh, Connor just not participating anymore? Apparently not. Um, Apparently not. Oklahoma lost more than two games. And he stopped giving shit about <laughs> college football. <laughs> That's fair. That's funny. All right. Plain sweep. Clean sweep. We might have a few clean sweeps here. Um, Clemson is seven and a half point favorite against North Carolina. Is anybody not taking Clemson? No, no. Clean sweep. Are you taking sweep. Clemson? Am I taking Clemson? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, never mind. Let's move on. Reluctant. Reluctantly. <laughs> um, Big 12, K-State and TCU. TCU is only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I, I can't remember. these two teams good. have played, haven't they? Yeah, and K-State had them on the ropes. They were kind of beating, they were kind of beating TCU's ass, and the TCU came back and won. But That's been their whole season, though. This this is facts. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick TCU, but this is this game scares me a lot for TCU. 
Because again, it's they hard to beat. It's hard to beat. Time. It's hard to beat the same team twice. And can't and K State's K State's coming to upset their their playoff chances. Yeah, it's over. K State, <laughs> baby. Divinity goes with K State here. I don't mind. Nice. I, I think that's a pretty good pick, honestly. I just I would just like to point out again how incredibly stupid it is for the playoff that TCU is fighting for their lives right now while there's a team sitting at home. But all they have to do is have the right teams no, I agree. win or lose, and they're in. That doesn't that's that's why you will never see a, a fan pull harder for a team than I will pull for TCU. <laughs> this happened in, uh, it. it happened in 2014. They have earned it. The same two teams, Tennessee and Ohio or TCU and Ohio State. Just you go saying. 12-0 and you get blitzed in the conference championship week against Duke Lose by one and don't go to the playoff. That's scary. If if conferences would just stop playing conference championships, then they could more than likely guarantee themselves teams in there at least. I mean, once we expand, let's just, it, let's let's just stop playing games. Let's just like let the top twenty five just like play each other. <laughs> that would be kind of I mean, sick. I mean, Ohio State throwing yeah. a damn Kansas State like party this weekend, pulling for them. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Let's just turn this shit into March Madness at this point. Facts. More games. Nobody opts out. Put your life on the line, dog. You could be five and seven, get in. <laughs> Go on a run, beat Bama as a five and seven. 126-team playoff. <laughs> Listen, the playoff is the season. George would be playing Akron first game. <laughs> yeah, whoever's one plays 126, so on and so Ball forth. Jeez. Akron. <laughs> Winner remains. If you lose your first game, your season's over. You have one game season. <laughs> we'll have a little loser's bracket at the end. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's like fantasy. <clears throat> I'm looking at this next game, and I haven't watched either of these teams play. Divinity, y'all are not you getting have the y'all are getting pulled damn. up. If y'all do that, you're getting Bishop Sycamore. I forgot about them. Do I have their records pulled up? I do. What are they? Toledo is seven and five, and Ohio is nine and three. So that's why I'm going Ohio. <laughs> Going Toledo, my boy. Uh, damn, I can't even remember his name. I do not know. Yeah, Tucker Gleason, transferred. He's gonna go uh, with a conference. Wait, game. why do I know that? I don't know. I mean, I knew he played there. I just forgot his name because he's coming. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Ohio. Um, just from my brief amount of research oh, I that, into it. that I just did in the last two seconds, uh, Toledo's kind of reeling right now. They've lost their last two, so I expect them to keep that up. Look at it, Craig, Toledo's favored. That's what I'm saying, dog. Goodness, I, dude, I'm what the heck? This is <laughs> a trap. It's a trap Ohio. from Vegas. <laughs> Vegas is trying to trap you. Divini, who you got? I'm going. I'm going Ohio. Nice, nice. Um, Sun Belt title, Coastal and Troy. Troy's an eight and a half point favorite. 
don't know why, but Coastal like kind of got their teeth kicked in against James Madison last I was week. About to say, and they got their fucking booty cheeks um, spread. Last Forty-seven week. to seven, they got <laughs> they got booty blast. You were discretion advised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I said, they got booty blasted. Um, I, that doesn't make me feel real confident. And the fact that Troy's favored by eight and a half, I'm taking Troy. Yeah, I don't feel good about the pick, but uh. Give me Troy. Yeah, yeah Coastal I think, win like 45 to nothing. Yeah, I think I'm also taking Troy. I like Coastal Carolina. I think they're good, but with all the stuff, you know, looming around about their coach leaving, I think it's going to be a distraction. Uh, and, you know, Troy is, is favored. So, you want his ass. I'm going true. I'm Troy. She said true. Nice. Divini, is it a clean um, sweep? It's a clean sweep, boys. Oh, See, okay, this nice. is where you pick LSU. So if y'all lose, at least you're right in this pick. <laughs> I think I think this next game is going to be a clean sweep. Um, well, the uh, yeah. Anybody the, not picking Georgia? Any of you idiots not picking Georgia? Not sorry. Well, y'all need one more game. It's different, I guess, because y- y'all are. How many points are y'all? Like one point. A lot. Oh, four. Points. A lot. No, one point. Y'all are one point. Yeah, I'm one point behind Jacob. So y'all got one game, Ohio and Toledo, right now. All right. God <laughs> dang. My my fate rides on Toledo. Rides on Toledo. <laughs> my boy rides Tucker. on Let's seven go, and baby. five Toledo. Let's go, Tucker. That Come game's on, gonna baby. be electric. Oh, I'm watching. Probably not, but I'll keep up with the score. That's what's important. Just 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 start gambling degenerately on it. Like prop bets throughout the game. Yeah, that's your only option, really. Yeah, yeah. I wish, I wish, like Fanduel and stuff was legal in Georgia. But who's turn? Who's picking? Is it Jacob? Just um, yeah. So we we are a clean sweep for the Georgia game. Now we got the <laughs> UCF and Tulane. Tulane three and a half point favorite. I'm going UCF here. I just oh. feel like UCF is. I mean, they they kind of beat some people up. Look, Tulane had a little <laughs> bit of distraction with Willie Fritz, you know, potentially, you know, taking the Georgia Tech job for about Yeah, I don't like that minutes. either for Tulane. But Willie Fritz was really adamant about coaching that game. So, uh, he said he plans on being the coach there next year. So, I feel like they're going to get a little bit of resurgence there. And I think they're going to win. Give me yeah, Tulane. I'm, I'm going Tulane. I'm going Tulane. UCF, they played head-to-head regular season. UCF won by a touchdown. Like I've said this whole show, it's hard to beat a good team twice. I also watched a little bit of Tulane against Cincinnati, and Ty J. Spears, their running back, is an animal. He runs yeah, hard. He's an animal. So look out for that kid. Nice. Divinny? Yeah, for those same reasons, I'm going Tulane. Okay. There's another matchup between get some points teams here, that right? I forgot existed. Fresno State and Boise State. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, there you go. They're playing on the blue turf. Boise State's a three-point favorite. I'm taking Fresno State and Jake Hayner. That's what I'm doing here. I know absolutely not a damn thing about this game. Um, Couldn't tell you who either coach is. Um, (laughs) I now know the name of one. Brian (laughs) Harson. Yeah. 
<laughs> after Sam just said that kid's name, actually, I don't even know his name anymore. I didn't. Jay Kaner. So, oh, yeah, give me that guy. Yeah, we'll just all ride with Jake Ainer. <laughs> I'm gonna ride with uh, Boise. Oh, with, with, with Taylor, Hank Bachmeyer, Taylor Green. No, they got Hank Bachmeyer in there. I think oh. maybe actually. Maybe I'm, he said he was transferring. Yeah. I have no idea. They, they got they got the Fremy right now. He's six six. Okay, Taylor, go Taylor. Okay. All right. Last one in the poo 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 bowl. Purdue. In Michigan, yeah, clean sweep Michigan, I assume. Yeah, Michigan's gonna run for another thousand yards. And, uh, dude, you know what's crazy about them beating Ohio State's ass is that they didn't even like Blake Horn was hurt. They didn't even have their best goal. And, and Donovan Edwards was also banged up, and he still went off. Snapped. dude, he snapped. <laughs> it was a crazy game. That's another Every reason time... why if TCU loses, they should still get it over Ohio State. Because yeah, it'd be different. It'd be different if Ohio State, you know, lost by a touchdown or a field goal. Yeah, but here's the it deal: probably the, the helps playoff TCU's. committee, the playoff committee is made up of of a bunch of damn executives and TV people. So all yeah, these people that don't even people. watch football every single yeah, like so it doesn't matter. It's bullshit. That's true. Someone told There's me there's no Meryl way Street. Georgia should be in. They play nobody. Yeah, for sure, dude. They, yeah, exactly. Their schedule's so weak. Scrubs. <laughs> I mean, it's just rigged. You knew that. You knew Georgia was getting in before we ever kicked off this year. <laughs> <laughs> and Georgia's um, been in since they won last time. Yeah. If, no, if TCU, no if TCU doesn't get into the playoff, I'm, I'm riding. Well, I might quit watching college football altogether if TCU doesn't get in. If they lose, they're done. Yeah, they're not getting. They're in. done. Yeah. That's if they lose, good. they're going to play Clemson in the Orange Bowl. If they lose, Ohio State gets That'd be sick. For getting and I hope we Matt. beat the dog shit out of them. Out of who? Uh, if Ohio State makes it, I want to beat the dog shit out of Ohio State. <laughs> Dude, I, I would love, Ohio I would love State. for the top four to just stay where it's at right now, because a Georgia yes. versus Southern Cal matchup would be cool. oh, insane. Would go insane. I'm cashing out on those two Peach Bowl tickets I have. Going yeah, that's, Sid, we're going. Sid, like, we're going, and we're wearing Caleb Williams. Yeah, bro, don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't cash them out. Give me one, guys. Yeah, bro, them bitches in, that, in the section, they're already going for six grand. Imagine when they announce the two teams, and it's Georgia and USC. I'll get 10 grand a pop for them bad boys. Yeah, never mind. Man, you can give me one for the low. You can give me <laughs> one for, for, uh, for two less zeros. $10? <laughs> two less two less zeros boy I, I ain't doing that uh, sixty dollars just saying i i would i would love to give them to you the video i'd love to go to the game but if it's that if it's that much money i understand somebody's gotta pay for it's christmas a business decision somebody's gotta pay for christmas that's right god i would pay for a lot of my shit <laughs> All righty. Well, <laughs> anybody uh, wants to jump over to our financial podcast? <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's about Wait. as good. As, it's about as good as we are picking. So. Yeah. If anybody's got financial advice, uh, <laughs> yeah. DM your yeah. brother. Yeah. Uh, jump over to our financial podcast. It's where we take a bunch of calls from people that know a lot more about finance <laughs> than we do. Anyways, there's our picks. I'm excited for conference championship weekend. Um. 
but yeah, I mean, you know, there's not that many great games, but anyways, whatever. That's what we have to say. Go Cox. Uh, See y'all next week. Peace.